0: Okay, it's a great privilege and an honour to welcome to 98 No Out, all the way from Sydney, Australia, in his special room that's specially designed to look like a hotel, we have got Mr Shane Watson <laughs> online. How are you, mate?
1: I'm great. It's, um, yeah, it looks a fair bit like a um, hotel room, because, uh, it, yeah, it is. <laughs> Good guess.
0: <laughs> well, I guess you must spend so much time in hotels, it's kind of like, you know, you've got to have that look, haven't you? <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time in hotels over you know, the last 20 years or so. Um, and this is a different experience, though, to be sort of the quarantine. Gosh, I'm how am I like 10 days into proper lockdown in my hotel room. So um, it's a different experience compared to sort of being on, on a cricket tour where you can get out and have a bit of fun. So yeah, it's, it's a been, little bit different experience, but it's how, where the, how the world is and what we need to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of uh, headlines about cricketers and their experiences in quarantine. Um, how tough is it?
1: Look, I've got plenty of things on the go. So, <laughs> so my time's going very fast. Um, the Masters, the Golf Masters about to start um, State of Origin, which is a big thing here in um, in Australia. And as a Queensland, it's a big thing. So that's sort of every been every Wednesday, the last two Wednesdays. So there's plenty to, plus other things now that um, Life After Cricket has started. So there's plenty of things to be able to get into. But yeah, it's been, oh, it's more so just, it's, it's a long, like two weeks is a pretty long time just to be stuck in your hotel yeah. room and not be able to d- get out. But. As I said, that's okay. It's what what we have to do in this, um, gosh, this new, ever-evolving world.
2: Complete lockdown, is it, Shane? You know, you you, you can't get out at all?
1: No, they haven't got a a key to my room. (laughs) They didn't even give us a key to our room because you're not going anywhere.
0: You can't practice your late skimming shots on the golf course.
1: No, I've got my guitar here, though. I've got my guitar shipped in, so I'm sweet. Plenty Plenty of guitar time. Ah,
0: good, 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 good. Um, So, the big news is you've now uh, announced your retirement from uh, all forms of cricket and uh, Mm -hmm. hot on the heels of uh, yet another IPL campaign. How are you feeling about, uh, has has it sunk in as yet that uh, it's all over on on that front?
1: It's sunk in now. um, The first sort of, um, you know, three or four days after I'd come to the realisation and then... Oh, probably a little bit longer than that, about five days of telling my, um, my teammates at Chennai and the the support staffs at CSK who have been incredibly good to me in the last three years at you know the the right at the back end of my career, and um, and then. I suppose getting it out—the the finality of getting it out to the world as well—to know that um, I played my last game and the you know, incredibly um, nice things that some people have said—it was a really like emotional sort of four or five days for a lot of different reasons. Um, but now it's sunk in, and I'm I'm super excited about the next phase of my of my life. <laughs> one sort of one you know, chapter of my life closes, and you know, with my with my young family, uh, being able to spend more quality time with them, but also some other things that I've been that that i'm working on have have been working on for for a while now to try and smooth that transition out as gosh as as much as it's if that's if that's possible <laughs> let's see it's
2: going to be all forms is it or are you going to be lured into some kind of gray cricket or you know recreational um, cricket as we would call it no <laughs> yeah no i'm, I'm no done i've it? had the, the
1: yeah the last four years i've 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 absolutely loved my, the different sort of playing the T20 tournaments around the world. Um, uh, but also to keep my skills up, I've been, I've been playing club cricket. So through our summer, cause, um, the last two years in particular, I haven't been playing, um, the the big bash. So to be able to keep my skills up by playing gray cricket has been one of the things I've absolutely loved to sort of get back to where it all where it all started for me as a 15, 16 year old as you know with these um dreams in my in my mind of about about trying to play for Australia, to be able to go back to grade cricket where people are playing there not because but only because they love it. They're certainly not doing it because they're doing it professionally and getting paid. So that's the beauty of people giving up their time when they could be doing other things to to play the game that that they love as much as I do. So that's been a real treat But yeah, now that I've sort of called <laughs> called um, stumps on you know, the, the 2020 stuff Yeah, now it's, now it's time to be able to give back to my family Especially during the summer And my kids are getting older older now Like the five and seven So school holidays are a really important time To be able to yeah. spend quality time with them
0: Yeah the, the, the spanning of your career Marks a really interesting period in cricket So, I mean, you're, you're finishing now with COVID And a very unusual IPL tournament but taking it all the way back to the beginning of your professional career it kind of spans the lifetime of IPL um, test cricket the emergence of white ball um, and you've rubbed shoulders with some absolute legends both within your side and opponents as well um, mm. and I think from just seeing some of the tributes that have been put I mean there's some big names uh, giving you uh, you know the best wishes and whatever else it's quite amazing
1: yeah, I've, look, there's no question. I, I've and I've never taken for granted how incredibly fortunate and lucky I've been throughout, you know, throughout well, my life, but especially through my career. Career, the people that I've been so fortunate to be able to play with. At this like, especially the start of my career for the first, um, you know, up until I was probably twenty seven, twenty seven. I was playing with, um, especially in one day cricket with some of the greatest cricketers that have ever yeah. played the game, you know, Shane Warne and Glenn McGraw and Ricky Ponting and Matt Hayden and, and those guys is a starting point. But then the, the beautiful thing about being able to play in the IP on these T20 franchises as well has been been able to play with some, some incredible people as well. So like for the Sydney Thunder one year, I was, I played with, you know, one of my, like heroes in a big way. I think this guy's Superman Jacques Cullis I played with him um, for the Sydney Thunder for one year, which was just one, a huge highlight been able to play in the IBL, like be, being captain by Shane Ward, the Raj- Shane Warne at the Rajasthan Royals for for four years, playing with Rahul Dravid, and the last um, few years as well, playing with M S Dhoni, which has been which has been a huge highlight as well as Virat Kohli, A B de is <laughs> playing with those guys. So like it's just it really is. I feel so ridiculously fortunate, and I and I, I I've never taken it for granted because it's um something that I've I've soaked up as much as I as I've as I can you know, talking and getting as much information as I can out of them and learning, learning from them. And probably the one that stands out the most out of everyone is like my favorite cricketer of all time. That's Saviv Richards. Yeah. Uh, he was, he was my, um, the mentor at my team, in the Pakistan Super League, quite a gladiators for the last three years. And honestly, that has been the time that I spent there every year. Oh, it was just, it was honestly, it was heaven every day. I got to wake up, go down to breakfast or hang with him and just, He's probably got sick of me in the end because I just peppered him. I had that many questions <laughs> stored up throughout my whole career, my whole life that I wanted to ask him, and it was just that. Honestly, he's got such an aura was about it. Crazily good. He? Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's the coolest dude on the planet. That's yeah. that's what I think. Like just obviously the way he played and the way he took everything on. He's just a super. He's just a super cool guy and a super generous, nice guy as well. Um, to be able to just want to give up. All the information that he's got inside him, which is just a, a beautiful thing as well.
2: All those names you just listed there, Viv seems to be the one that you're you're genuinely starstruck by.
1: Oh, look, I am from a lot of them, but uh, I suppose, yeah, Viv is, yeah, of course. <laughs> he was someone just, you know, as I was growing up, just yeah, you I know, just couldn't believe how cool this dude Might was. No other. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, you know, I've been so fortunate to to get to know and really. Um, and very good mates with a few of the guys with all my idols growing up like Shane Warne and Ricky Ponty and Glenn McGrath. So in that regard, um, yeah, whereas um, Viv Richards is more just like a, a star at the end of <laughs> the end of my end of my career that it's grabbed onto.
0: <laughs> Would you play against uh, that great West Indies side from the 80s with Holding and Richards and all of that?
1: Look, it would have been an amazing challenge. There's like and so I would have loved that, but it would have been like it would have been horrible (laughs) to to face, like just get peppered, just get peppered by that. But still, like it, it would have been an amazing challenge to see like how you'd fare. Um, but with a, like with a helmet. (laughs) Oh God knows how they did it without a helmet. I've got absolutely no idea. It's madness.
0: (laughs) Back over your career. Um, and this is a hard one, but. What are the what are the moments that you will treasure, and when you're old and grey and sat with your grandkids and saying to them, mm. "I did this and I was with... You, what what are the, the stand moments from your career?
1: Um, again, I've been so I have been so fortunate to have a yeah, lot yeah. of incredible memories. Um, but the, the probably the three that really come to mind straight away, um, uh, one the, the two thousand and seven World Cup win that I was fortunate enough to sort of play in such an incredible team. Like I was like the, you know, one of the ones who just snuck in as a, as a number seven sort of all-rounder. Uh, that was like to be able to be a part of a, a World Cup uh, team and win where the, we went through and the team went through undefeated is a was was phenomenal. And that was the second um, World Cup in a row that the Aussies have, had done that. Um, the, the 2013-14 Ashes series at, at home where we won, you know, five nil after having some... Not great we memories of right. previous three seasons, I know, because <laughs> we got we got beaten at home in 2010-11. Uh, that was <laughs> not a good time to be around that Australia. Was amazing. Get... The
0: that was side that was never came down.
1: Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, some heads rolled around <laughs> around that time, uh, as always happens if you lose in Ashes, especially at home. Uh, and then the two Ashes series um, that I played uh, away as well, you know, England were too good. So that was a really special moment. Um, yeah, you know, to be able to feel. Also, the the thing that stood out for me at that time was that was one of the that's one of the first times in my career where the Australian public they really galvanized behind the team there was no one there was no one in the gun there was no, there was no everyone was just there to totally support and, and get behind us so that was special and the final one was the, the 2015 World Cup um, win at the MCG like that was at, at home like as special as it is to win a World Cup let alone at home like you know the English guys were you know, were fortunate enough to be able to do as well that's something that really does stand out as well
0: I mean, it's it's interesting you talk about that. I mean, when the ashes come around here, it really catches the the public imagination. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, there's both of an eighty one, the two thousand and five too, but I don't think people or what always um, is an eye opener for me is just what a big deal it is in Australia as well when the ashes come around. You know, the, how oh. how incredible um, the excitement is, and I'm not sure that's always that- picked up on.
1: Oh it's 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 massive yeah. <laughs> as a as a cricketer as a you know as a cricket, as a cricketer and a cricket lo- uh lover oh, the ashes has always been the ultimate um growing up you know whether it was in England or in Australia it absolutely was um and and especially when you know 2005 when the Aussies lost the ashes for the first time for 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 quite a while then that even like you know, stoked the fire even more because it you know really, really made everyone appreciate actually how difficult it is to win the ashes because yeah. it is the oldest rivalry. It's an incredible rivalry and there's so much yes, you know, you know, massive, massive, massive sheep stations that are on <laughs> up the grabs there. So um, yeah it's um it's just it seriously is a, a huge highlight and yeah you know, um even you know I've got incredible memories of playing um, yes, you know, a number of Ashes tests in England because growing up you just watched on TV and just thinking how cool it was you know, at Lords or um, watching the Oval with the big like, gas you know, yeah. cylinder or whatever it is in the background. It's just the, cool, the coolest thing that, So to sort of walk out and be a part of one even though it wasn't a, a, an Ashes <laughs> winning series away. It was still some of years church forever.
0: Yeah. Talking about white ball cricket and you've played in many, many tournaments around the world and, and watched them develop include, including the IPL. To me, it seems like these these tournaments are starting to develop their own personality. That when you go to the IPL, it's very different to going to the CPL or to the Big Bash, for example. Um, would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. They, they've definitely all got their own their own personalities. That's for sure. Um, yeah, you know, the the IPL was really the you know, the the big one, the sort of world cricket sort of coming together, the work, the big wind the window that ended up coming about and all that sort of thing. So every cricketer from around the world, the best cricketers could come and play in that. Um, and and even like the, my first my first experience of playing T twenty cricket was was in England for for Hampshire. So that was my and that again, that was like a, a celebration, a real carnival sort of feel with everyone, you know, coming to after work on a Friday afternoon, get you know having a few beers <laughs> and having a great time. So that was yeah. a real, you know, a really special thing to be a part of to start with. And then just seeing, as you said, all the different tournaments. Um, you know, taking on their own personality. Like the the Caribbean is very much. Um, very much Caribbean <laughs> in a way. Like I think the the tagline is something like the world's biggest party. Um, yes. And it wasn't just it wasn't just off the field. It was well it was on and off the field <laughs> for a few of the guys. <laughs> um, yeah, the the big bash was yeah the big bash certainly is a you know especially was when it first started out and went to, free to air. It was a great tournament. Sort of I think it's starting to come back. It's starting to come back a little bit. Um, just with the you know when you can't have all the you know, world-class players playing in it, it makes it, it just stretches out the the talent pool like a bit much at times. And the thing that I've always been excited about and waiting for, <laughs> which I'd never had a chance to play was the English, an English T20 um, franchise tournament. Yeah. You know, not just the, not just the County one, where it's just, you know, Eight, eight franchises coming together. And obviously now that's the hundred ball, but you know, whatever, whether that was a T20 franchise tournament or whether it's a hundred ball, that was always going to be like super exciting and to be a part of because you know, in England, certainly, you know, the English love their cricket and you know, there's a lot of corporate support around, you know, would be around the franchise cricket as well. So no matter what happens there, it's, that's going to take off for sure.
2: It'll be really interesting because we've got, you know, as you say, we've had the, the T20 here for years However long mm. that's been now, um, so, so the hundred kind of breaking through is uh, obviously a massive setback that it didn't happen this year, that it couldn't happen this year. Um, you know, we're, it's exciting to see how it's going to develop next year. Um, I mean, I name dropping a bit, I guess. Uh, I know Trent Woodhill, um, and yeah. Trent played for my club many years ago, and he's been massively involved in the um, in the in the inauguration of that tournament. Um, yeah. And he and I spoke last year about you know how it's going to unfold and how it's going to be different and how exciting it's going to be and and how he's taking it from a pretty embryonic idea and and kind of worked with the ECB to make it happen. So mm. yeah, the thing would be really exciting to see how it develops over here
1: yeah like no matter what whatever franchise tournament it was whether it's a you know reincarnated game like the hundred ball is or whether it was a t20 tournament as soon as it sort of condensed the the talent the talent pool and it sort of went to like only the major cities and the biggest grounds i suppose and just brought everyone in you know along for the ride it was always going to do incredibly well um, it's just yeah you know, for my sake i was you know disappointed that there wasn't it wasn't a you know a big you know that big franchise tournament put on a bit earlier but yeah. yeah, everyone's got everyone. Yeah, you know, got their got their reasons. Why it's just sort of happening now.
0: How's the body holding up after 20 <laughs> years of
1: cricket? Oh, great, great now. <laughs> I don't <laughs> need it.
0: <laughs>
1: Gosh, the last um, look, it was always it was always a big battle. Like I loved I loved bowling, I loved being an all rounder, but it was always a you know one of the, my uh, big challenges was looking after my body and trying to stay fit while I was pushing it sort of to the to the limits pretty regularly um but the last couple of years are not bowling gosh that was <laughs> that's a little bit easy on the body uh, but st- even then it was still a little bit challenging at times but oh, look that's everyone's got their own little sort of like Achilles heel in a way that you've got to you've got to keep working on and um that was you know one of my biggest challenges to sort of stand top on but now yeah I've, I actually feel like well, I'm 30 39 now and I'm finishing up without and I feel very fortunate that without too many sort of like you know, real aches and pains because most of my injuries were either stress fractures in my back from bowling or soft tissue like calf and hamstring injuries and pretty mild ones like grade, you know, mainly grade one, um, strains, whereas, you know, some guys who had like bad knee injuries and bad shoulder injuries and ankle injuries and that the other ones that sort of, um, continue on after they finish. So I feel very fortunate in that regard that injuries that I did have yet yeah, put me out of action, but it wasn't the sort of real big ones that could have like a lot of long-term damage.
0: When I was a kid, I mean, one thing that's changed massively in cricket is training and fitness. Now, I grew up watching people like Mike Gatting, Ian Botham. I couldn't imagine those guys doing a 10K run, (laughs) watching what they're eating, let alone the beers. (laughs) (laughs) She's had a good time there. the workload as well, they've got to be a lot more careful.
1: Yeah, but that, the thing is, these guys played so much. They were super cricket fit. Like, I know, um, you know, t- spending some time with Beefy at times, you know, throughout my career, um, you know, yeah, he played a hell of a lot of cricket. Like, I know, you know, he certainly had a great time off the field as well. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but on the field, like, he, play, he played so much. Like, you talk about, he'd play, play a test match and you bowl, obviously, the overs that he did um, as, as a frontline bowler. And then he'd travel, like, that night and go and play a county game and do that, like, regularly. Yeah. So, um, you know, their bodies in the end, as it should be, they're built to play cricket. Whereas nowadays, um, it's sort of gone, it, it, at times it's gone a bit too far that it's become more, you know, um, you know those 10K runs or they call it like fitness tests is a 2K time trial, which, you know, in the end it's not, it doesn't, that's got nothing to do with whether you can, you know, as a fast bowler, you can bowl 20 overs in a day, for example, and maintain your speed throughout the day if you're a, you're a fast bowler or, or the different sort of skills that you, that you have and you need. So, you know, those guys were just purpose built to play cricket and really in the end cricket's a skill based game. So yeah. you know, you need them that's that's the ultimate is to be able to be, you know, cricket specific um, fitness and then yeah, of course adding you know adding to um to the skills you got and the fitness to be able to push your body to the limit to improve your skills and see what you can do, but in the end it comes down to your body just getting used to doing what it did for those guys.
0: You know he's <laughs> law
1: is he has he changed to a lord now? He's gone from he's Sir to a lord. lord. In the honest, he's a lord, lord, lord oh. of Scunthorpe
0: or something. Yeah. Oh, good on him. <laughs> it
1: a good thing with
0: news God, it's a the amazing,
1: amazing. God, hasn't he just lived a life?
0: <laughs> <laughs> smashed him every
1: smashed him everywhere in his batting, knocked everyone over. Gosh, had a great time off the field as well. And now, and obviously did some great things, amazing things with his charity, and now he's a sir and a lord.
0: Yeah.
1: As he should be. Good on him.
0: <laughs> so um, you talked about being busy after cricket and it uh, mm. uh, looks like you've got a few projects on the go. There's um, Let's Activate, which uh, you started in 2017 for the kids.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, how's that? How, what's, what's the story there?
1: Well let's activate is not activating at the moment oh, okay. <laughs> that's um <laughs> that's um that was sort of put on the um, on the on the back burner a little bit while I was um while I was playing but the things that you know the thing that i've really well two things that I've really got into because I've been able to do it while I've been on tour as well one has been um it's called beyond performance, which is a mental skills um business which i've you know been over the last sort of four or five years. I've been educated by you know one of the sort of mental skills gurus from the US um, who helped me um, a hell of a lot around twenty fifteen. So sort of build a build a business around that, working with um, you know cricketers and sport sporting people as well as um, you know in the corporate world. But it's mainly everyone because everyone's yeah you, know, you can. Um, develop your mental skills to be become better at that. But the other one and most recent one is um, is T20 stars, which I'm just, I'm loving every, every second of it. Um, Yeah. To be able to um, interview for my podcast lessons learned with the greats to be able to interview. Gosh, some of like all my heroes, like really like Viv Richards was my first, my first, my first podcast episode. Um, <laughs> well, I, was, I, I, <laughs> I pinned him down. I pinned him down during the PA, the PSL to to interview him. And and in the end, all all I'm doing that that whole podcast is really all about um, trying to get um, the information that I would have dreamed of being able to know from as a 15 year old um, from all of these great players. And I just feel so fortunate that I can actually. I've been able to learn from them and I can sort of connect in to be able to, you know, draw that information out that I would have loved to have known. Um, and, and some of the, and a number of the guys that I interview, someone like, even someone like Ricky Ponting, who we, I spent so much time with him and talked to him about cricket. And especially around the technical side of things, a couple of things that he mentioned from a mental skills perspective, I had no idea he did and it would have helped me a lot, but because I just didn't ask those right questions, you know, I didn't know how to pull that, pull that out of, you know, someone who, and it would have helped me significantly. So, so, yeah, my podcast and, um, and just the content that I'm building with T20 Stars is um, something that I love to be able to give back to, you know, the, how fortunate I've been with the information that I've been able to gain. So, um, yeah, that, that'll, that's going to keep me going and continue to evolve that because um, that's, that's what I'm here for. I realize I'm very fortunate.
2: When you said about fitness and, and how that's kind of evolved over the years, over the generations almost, um, I guess batting is, is as much a, a matter of mental fitness as it is physical fitness. You know, if we look back at some of the kind of the high high-profile players that have either retired from the game or, or certainly t- taken time out from the game, they've because of mental issues or, or not mental issues because that always has connotations. But mm. um, you know, they, they've typically been batsmen rather than bowlers.
1: Yeah, well, the, the starting point I think to be a, especially to be a fast bowler, you got to be you got to be a bit mad. <laughs> to push your push your bodies like that all the time, especially if it's. <laughs> If it's bloody hot and the wicket's flat and you just got to keep going, you've got to be a bit crazy, right? Which is a good thing and that's what I loved. But um, from, a, from a batting point of view, there's no question batting batting's definitely more of a, yeah, of course it's a technical game, but batting I'd say is much more of a mental game compared to bowling. Um, because there 's a lot of different you know, thoughts going through your mind so regularly that has such a huge impact on on your outcome and your ability like every ball so and that 's you know, the one thing that I, you know, I wish I educated myself earlier you know, in in my career because there 's no doubt I made so many mental errors it wasn 't the technical outcome was you know, was the thing that I always looked at and the one thing that coaches always looked at with me but never ever did you know, I dig into um, into where my mind was at. You know, at that moment in time and the lead up to it and understanding the, how powerful really simple mental skills and defining those are on, on everyone's ability to be able to perform as consistently as you can. So, um, you know, that's, you know, that's a reason why I love this, um, the beyond performance that I've set up because the last couple of years as well, I've been able to uh, with the players that I've worked, that I've been playing with to be able to help educate them on um, the information I've been so fortunate to be able to gain um, over the last four or five years because, Cricket and especially batting more than anything. It's, so, it's, a hu- it is, it's a huge mental game. And if you don't, like, I never knew, you know, the skills around and the techniques around how to be able to, It's probably as simple as get out of my own way. <laughs> get out of my own way so I could actually access the skills that are inside me instead of just getting in my way and sort of not allowing the skills that I had inside me to be able to, you know, come to the force as consistently as I would have liked.
0: Fast bowling's changed quite a lot. Over the last few years. When I think back to watching Lillian Tomo and Mikey Holding, you know, these huge long run ups, you know, hitting the wicket and, and hitting the delivery stride, you know, really aggressively, huge follow throughs and all the rest of it. But then you look at someone like Jofra Archer in the modern day, where it's a much more, I guess, efficient action. You know, he, he's almost languid in sort of coming up. You never quite know what's going to come out of his hand. And then next thing, you know, there's a 90 Mile an hour ball whizzing past your
1: eyeballs, um, which may or may not have bounced. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, he bounced. <laughs> Jeez, you know what that. Yeah, Joffrey's a Joffre's a freak of nature as well. Like what he, what he, the gosh, what he's got is something in, like that doesn't come along very often at all. Like to be able to just like sort of cruise in like he does, and it's like a, a catapult over his front leg is just. It's something absolutely super special And that doesn't come along that often But someone like, I suppose, Glenn McGrath Even though he had a longer run up He was very, like He could, he could have bowled with sand shoes on Just about Like he was that sort of, like um, You know, pretty gentle at the crease But there, whereas someone like Brett, <laughs> Brett <laughs> Lee he had, he had, like, these, like, extra long um, spikes on To be able to have more of a braking force To make sure that he had That he did have that catapult over his front leg So there's a bit more force going through of-
2: Brett and his delivery action is—it's his whole body is kind of bent. His his front leg is so so straight, but, yeah. but angled almost. It's, <laughs> it, it no one,
1: no, look, always, it's no ankle, wonder why his no his ankle ankle had a few problems with his ankle <laughs> because that force had to go somewhere. Jeez. but um, yeah. Look, there's and and also with the well the way cricket's gone as well with over like over rates being you know Everyone being all all over overrates a lot more, so guys have sort of shortened their run-ups, you know, a bit more in general, just to be a bit more efficient um, with the with the time between overs and fines, and captains being suspended and all that sort of thing now as well.
0: <laughs> did you watch the? I'm sure you did the test, which was following the Australian team around. Um,
1: um, <laughs> what did you make of that? Look, I only <laughs> I only watched uh, probably about four episodes um, to start with. Uh, And I suppose the thing that look, the thing that probably stood out to me the most, and, and it's a, it's a great thing for the people who um, are on the outside because they get to really see what's happening on the inner sanctum, um, what's going on in there. But for me, like, how I was sort of brought up and playing in the Aussie team and that I, I wouldn't have been comfortable at all with that sort of inside, um, yeah. inside well, a camera being there everywhere and everything you did. Cause you know, my, my thoughts were like, you're so you are exposed every time you go out into the middle. Of course you are, you're exposed to the wolves in a way, you know, especially if you're playing an Ashes series, <laughs> <laughs> you're exposed to the wolves with um, the English public, but also the Australian public. If you, <laughs> if you make mistakes. So, um, to then bring that in, like a camera into the change room, if you've got out and seeing, you know, those those times where you 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 find, like for me, I found that a, as a sort of safe place. That was that was actually like pretty confronting for me, but you know, good on the guys. Like everything's sort of, you know, the the world's evolved, um, you know, the the media social, like the the media in general's evolved, and you know, everyone wants to be able to, um everyone wants to be able to get like inside and get that connection. So we continue to build the game of cricket, but, um, from my, yeah, you know, from my perspective, I know what I grew up with, um, you know, for the guys who I play with, they wouldn't, they would have never allowed that access.
0: You fancy going on to a media career now being a commentator or pundit whatever? Look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, not sh-
1: I'm not sure. Like, I think more than anything, I want to, he- I want to help as in like be there on the ground to be able to help um, people, um, and, and help, People as much as I can from all the incredible, incredibly fortunate experiences I've had. So um, I'd prefer to. I'd probably go down more the um, the coaching route um, in that regard. Of course, if an op- if an opportunity came up to sort of you know, be a, a commentator here and there, but it's certainly where my mind's at right now. It wouldn't be you know, the first thing I go down. I'd, I'd more so go down the the route of being on the being on the ground, um, you know, trying to help people as much as much as I possibly can.
0: Um. Before we let you go, um, just thoughts on this uh, on this IPL, obviously no crowds, um, mm. but I, was, I still think it was an outstanding tournament. Some of the cricket mm. that we saw, um, just oh, the fielding, some of the catching, <laughs> uh, some of the six-hitting that was going on. Um, what were your thoughts being part of it, How, what were your reflections?
1: Yeah, it was still a brilliant tournament, and uh, the BCCI and the the IPL um, governing council they did a f- they did a phenomenal job to be able to to be able to get it to the stage that it was in you know, in a in a biosecurity bubble, um, and to just even to be able to create an atmosphere something so simple of having ground noise yeah. like even through like through the PA system of the ground, gosh that just provided like a great atmosphere even though yeah you don't have the you don't have the real energy of the crowd. But gosh, that made a, that made a dip, big difference. Instead of it being like like it is when I was playing, I was playing club cricket, like you can hear like a dog barking or you know, someone uh-huh. one person yelling out, um, or the noise you know the noise of the a shot sort of hitting the ball like echoing around the ground. Yeah, so, okay. yeah. so they did that they did that amazingly well just to create a bit of atmosphere. And in the end, like the, the world class players are always, no matter what, whether there's atmosphere or not. You know, when when guys are up against each other and it's you know it's you or them. It's that's you know, there's always going to be high quality cricket and you know so many close games like that double super over, um and then a super over in the game before on the, as a double header, um during that on that day is just yeah it was so much great cricket and as you said like some of the catches you know some of the some of the batting as well was yeah continues just to get better like some of these young guys are coming through seriously like freakish talents, yeah. um Nicholas Nicholas Pooran who I'm not sure if you guys well he's been around a little bit. Far out Some of the things That he's able to do From ball one As a batter Is seriously out, like Outrageous yeah.
0: um, And well.
1: then Yeah exactly um, And then oh, For Mumbai Indians To win Look in the end They there's, they had no weaknesses In their team It's As simple as that um, You know For It's just a Again it's a perfect storm For them They've got a great core To their group And then a couple of people who, who came in Who've come in Over the last couple of years Have really stepped up And have done incredibly well So they were yeah, there's no, there's no, there are no, always a great chance of winning because there's no, there's no weaknesses. Normally, uh, yeah, normally most teams have maybe got one or two little sort of weaknesses that they sort of can, you know, plug holes, but no, nah, not Mumbai Indians. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were very good.
0: And they're heading into the Auss- Aussie summer now. And um, it looks like there's a busy, pr- a bit like with England last year, when, when we got going, it was, it was pretty mm-hmm. full on. Um, and I think the program for Australian cricket, international cricket through the summer is looking pretty good as well. And
1: maybe crowds at the MCG on Boxing Day. Yeah, they're saying yeah, they're saying uh, what is it, twenty twenty thousand or thirty thousand some of the MCG, um, and yeah, so crowds even for the state of origin was recent uh, even last night in Sydney was forty thousand. So um, hopefully the yeah the grounds open up and and things continue to stay in a good place from the COVID situation. So there's no more you know lockdowns and that sort of thing. So crowds can gradually sort of get back out there to be able to provide a bit more normality with the you know with the cricketers. Because yeah. it's certainly not you know, normal to be isolated from, from the world as much as, as uh, going from bubble to bubble because that provides you know, different, <laughs> different challenges, like you know, mental challenges away from the ground. But yeah, no doubt, it's uh, as you said, with the English t- team, once, once uh, cricket gets up and running again, like it will for Australia during the summer, then it doesn't really stop for, for quite a while. So they're going to have to get used to bubble life for, for, a, for a while. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned your guitar. Um Mm. We were we had David English from the Bunburys on last week. <laughs> yeah. uh, he was talking about forming a 98 not out band. Yeah, um, right. We've got obviously Mark Butcher.
1: Butch, wow, well, how incredibly yeah. talented that guy!
0: Wow, everything on drums. Yeah,
1: (laughs) and uh, I think we've
0: got to we've got to drag you in now on rhythm
1: guitar. Oh, I'd be I'll be in for sure. Gosh, I've always been wanting. That's yeah, that's what I've been working on my guitar skills the last fifteen years. Is I've got to make the most of it in some way. (laughs) Um, Oh yeah, I love my music. So yeah, Um, what are your favourites? What
0: are your favourite artists and tracks?
1: Look, I love Eric Clapton. I've always absolutely loved Eric Clapton um, for sure. You know, his his beautiful songwriting, his um, incredible blues guitar. I was, so, I was so fortunate to be able to, I dreamed a bit to seeing him at Royal Albert Hall. And I just, I got lucky the one day that I was there in London, in 2013, oh, wow. um, I got to see him at the Royal Albert Hall. Um, so him, I've, I've really got into Aerosmith recently as well. Like I've always enjoyed some of their songs, but you know, the, the songwriting and oh God, um, Stephen Tyler, what, that voice is just outrageous. <laughs> where do you, where do you find that voice? <laughs> and, and then John Mayer, John Mayer keeps popping up as well. Like he, he is like, I know he, um, writes a lot of pop songs And has in the past Especially when he first started out But he's an absolute Like master of the guitar He is absolutely Outrageously good yeah. So um, Yeah he's someone I always Always turn to as well No Kylie <laughs> <laughs> Some of those songs Sort of get really Get in your head And you can't get You can't actually Get it out of your head Can you <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Mm. So ben, just back yeah. to
2: cricket Before we let you go um, Of course who, Who's the next Shane Watson Off the ranks
1: <laughs> what what i'm not sure exactly what that means okay young um look there's there's um there's look marcus Stoinis. he's he's 31 he wouldn't say young but he's incredibly he's an incredibly skillful um all-rounder and he showed that during the ipl the opportunities um that he got um mitch marsh is still he's still got a lot of like Great cricket in front of him. I don't think we still haven't seen the consistent, um, consistently the best of him. He's um, he's yeah he's incredibly skillful. But the one that's at the moment who's a huge standout is is Cameron Green, a young a young is twenty one who's um, comes from Perth and he's gosh he scored like a lot of runs in the last couple of years. He's had he's had stress fractures in his back, so he's been he hasn't bowled a lot but he's gosh he's as tall as Mitch Stark, I think around about Mitch Stark's height so he gets good bounces a bowler. he uh, swings it out bowls when he's bowling you know around 140s and he's a seriously like skillful batter he's a power like, he's got a powerful game and a great sort of defensive technique so there's um yeah he's he's one yeah he's one for the future right now actually I think he, it wouldn't surprise me he plays in this test series against India to to get him into the four because he's a seriously skilled young man
0: so Old-school Aussie cricketers, David Boone, drinking the cans mm. of BB on the way out to England. Oh. And then you've got the new breed of Stoinis and Zamps sitting in the <laughs> hotel room making <laughs> coffee.
1: Oh, what's wrong with making coffee in a hotel room? That's that ah. what's gets me. That's what got me by in the last three months is my Aeropress you know coffee Zamps? and the hand grinder. <laughs> Zamps has played at Paul's
0: Club, Brentwood, um, when he came out doing that a couple of years back. We yeah, he's, and
2: he's been very complimentary about it as well, how it got him kind of got, got his head right, I think, in many respects, and then got him back into the um, into the one day side.
1: Zamps, I love Zamps. He's he's different <laughs> and quirky, which I absolutely love. He's <laughs> love not he's wristband. not your sti- Yeah, he's not your sort of like pigeonholed sort of cricketer. He's got his own he's got his own thoughts and his own way of, of living in that and that's super cool. I absolutely love it.
2: <laughs> Rocking a mullet as well Loves a mullet Yeah, I,
1: that's right He just wants to do things di- And be different And do things different And look different I love it <laughs> <and sandals. laughs>
0: yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, that's it
0: And Sidler's going yeah. you, you see Paul's got his Peter Siddle's shirt Up on his wall And he's he's having a great time At Essex these days
1: Yeah, Sid's Still going Gosh Yeah, he's he's Seriously skillful um, Especially especially like the English conditions and when there's a little bit in the wicket, like his pace is down you know, compared to was when he's at his absolute, but he's at his absolute peak, but still when there's something a little bit there for him, obviously he's so accurate and he charges in all day. He'll, he'll bowl. <laughs> he'll just do it over and over again. He still, he still absolutely loves it. Um, so yeah, he's, he's a gosh, what an asset for a, for a County team. Goodness me
0: listen we could go on all night but um i know in that hotel room you've got plenty of things to be getting on with
1: so much i've got so much to
0: do <laughs> we won't say any more time are so pleased and honored to have you on and um we're going to be watching what you're doing and we wish you well and uh, congratulations on an absolutely fantastic career and many thanks for all
2: the entertainment you've given us Um, even if we've been on the receiving end of
1: it a few times only only a couple of times but no appreciate it's great to talk to you guys yeah darren and paul i appreciate it great to chat
2: excellent
1: Thank thank you shane pleasure